didn't even know what faith was until I was tested through my business. And, and I think because my business have been so much a part of my personal life and my personal story that my business was very personal to me. So when I didn't feel like the successes wasn't coming the way it was, it was always a test of my faith. Um, mm. And because my business was also a reflection or that mirror of what was going on in my life, it also helped teach me faith. Happy Mindset Monday, good people. It is your girl, Shia Thousand here, and welcome to another episode of the WellFit Lab podcast. Today, I have a special guest in the lab with me, and we are talking about the seasons of entrepreneurship. Some people choose it, and for others, they stumble into it. Crystal Hadna is one of those people who stumble into it. She is a certified integrative nutritionist, functional wellness coach, health educator, speaker, author, and advocate, curating a holistic health revolution to help people operate at peak performance and reach optimal wellness. Her slogan is nourish, nurture, and sustain. She is the author of memoir, The Finish Line Was Just the Start. Crystal began her journey and became a student of nutrition after a medical crisis in her 20s and being diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. I promise you, you do not want to miss this episode. She is gem dropping, full of wisdom. Her journey is so inspiring. And knowing that she didn't pick this and God picked it for her is just another layer to it. As you know, this entrepreneurship journey isn't easy. And so when we get to speak to people who have just such inspiring stories about the seasons and ebbs and flows of their journey, we definitely want to take advantage. So grab a pen and paper and your cup of tea and join us in a lab. You are not going to want to miss today's episode. See you in there. I want to ask you is, what is your word for the year? You just told me it's abundance, but why abundance? And how did you get to that place? And how do you pick a word for the year? Because I think when when we hear, um, or every new year, people are like, my word for the year is this, right? And they're like, I'm going to make my vision board. And it seems very intentional, but it also seems very superficial. Yeah. So how do you, how do you personally determine your word for the year? And then what goes into actually picking that word? And what does that mean to you? And how does that set the tone for your year? So I know that's a pretty layered question, but just like walk me through it because I really think that people need to hear that versus the superficial, my word for the year is this. And then they're like acting a fool the whole year. They ain't got nothing to do with that word. You know, I do a audit of my year every year. When I say an audit, Mm -hmm. I don't mean financial. Cause I ain't mm-hmm. got money like that to be auditing my money like that. I ain't rolling like that, <laughs> but I do an audit of just my personal life, my journey. What Let's I'm speak it into existence though. I'm going to pause you right there. It ain't yet. We don't yeah, audit it those yet, it yet. yet. Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I tell people, I really audit just like what I've done that year and just taking account of looking at, you know, what I've done, like, what if, what have I done? What from a performance perspective, from um, a spiritual perspective, from a wellness perspective, like what have I truly done? Um, and my words are always very intentionally set to be 
something that scares me that I noticed that I hadn't done that most people probably believe that I have done. Because I, what I've come to realize is that, um, you know, how people see your life and what your life really is can easily be two different stories. Um, a lot of people, I, 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 you know, over, over the years, I've grown like a social media audience. And so people will see posts and, you know, in their heads, create the persona of who Crystal Hatton is based on my post. Um, and I realized that that's not, and it's real easy to get caught up in that persona of what you are perceived and not really have an actual idea of who you are. And, and I realized that that has been my story a lot, not saying that I haven't been successful, not saying that I have good days, but I realized that in all the stuff, right, that, that most people will see as success, for instance, the degrees I've accomplished, um, running a lot of marathons, you know, these kind of like bucket list things that most people, how most people define the set success I realized were not the things that made me happy or brought me peace. And so for me, when I think about what is, what, how do I want to measure success for me will be based on what brings me peace and what brings me joy. Um, Can we pause there? Yeah. Okay. Everyone listening, please rewind that and write down what she just said. Because you have to determine success on your own terms and not what society tells us success looks like. Because you can achieve all the things that society says you are supposed to achieve and still be extremely unhappy and unfulfilled or not operating in purpose, period. You'll be the right package at the wrong location, not doing what God has called you to do. So I just wanted to lean into that and please elaborate. Yeah. And so, and so with that, it was like, for me, it was very, very important that I show up as my authentic self. And that means that I may have to show, you know, I tell people, a lot of people, I'm always thinking in terms of two things as a runner, a marathon runner, or as an author. Um, and one of the things I say, a lot of us, you know, don't want to tell the stories or write the chapters of our lives that may look messy to people. And so what I really wanted to be um, cautious of is that I don't just pay attention to the bucket list stuff that society was saying that were good things, um, because those are good things, you know, and I recognize, I mean, great, you know, I did this, I done that, did this, done that, mm-hmm. great, I have this, I have that. But I was like, at the end of the day, uh, what I realized, ten, it'd be 10 years in February that I buried my mom, I was writing her obituary. Mm. And, and, and in that moment, I had so much clarity of what life means through death. Death taught me what life wow. means. And writing her obituary, you know, it wasn't about like her resume and her jobs that she had. Mm-hmm. That's not what people talk about. Mm-mm. No, but it was more so about her legacy. Mm-hmm. So who she was as a person, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, they talk about when you were born and, and then at the end, they may talk about the kids that you have and the people you leave behind. But that middle portion is really building on the story and the legacy that you created in your life. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I now wanted to stop working on so much my resume and more so my obituary. It may sound morbid to a lot of people. 
Wow. I, wow. What, what That's life powerful. do you want people to say Crystal lived? That's um, powerful. And for me, it was like, they ain't gonna talk about that girl got a PhD. Like, you know, I mean, people, somebody might say it in title or whatever, but at the end of the day, so what? You know, what did she do with it? Like, what did it, you know, how did it change somebody's life? Um, and so that's kind of how I've come across those words. And I realized that like last year, here I am a wellness professional for years and then practicing nutrition, tr- nutritionist where I speak nutrients, but I realized that I wasn't nourishing my own life. And so that's how I came up with nourish for my work for the year. Because it was something that I realized that I was nourishing with the food in my plate, but I wasn't nourishing my life the same way I was paying attention to the nutrients that I was physically putting into my body. Mm. Um, so I really want to focus on nourishing parts of my life and providing nutrients for different parts of my life. And, and so in doing that, I realized that, you know, I tell people, you realize that, you know, like when you start a diet, you know, you're like, oh, I need to eat more fruits and vegetables and drink more water. And then when you get that down pat, you realize that, oh, what if I did like more fresh and raw fruits and vegetables? And, you know, so you build upon that, um, that you set, you know, from before. And so I think abundance is kind of just like set on before. And I realized that I've always operated in a sense of scarcity because I grew up in poverty. Mm. And abundance, um, although I received a lot of stuff, but I realized that I was scared to go after abundance or, you know, in a parts of me, maybe think, didn't think that I could, I can achieve a lot because of the success that I've had in school and all and jobs and all that, but I might not can achieve this. So I've always, mm. I get back to, you know, setting the bar lower than what the bar should be for me. And so knowing that my bar could be set higher than what I did set it for last year. And I'm like, okay, I want more. Let's, let's switch the bar. Like, okay, I've gotten down these fruits and vegetables and drinking water. Mm-hmm. What more can I do to, you know, provide nutrients for myself? Like what more can I do this year? Like one of my goals was to actually be open to having love and finding love and experiencing love. And abundance in every area of so your life I, I, you know and I met an amazing guy which was great but okay so what you've met an amazing guy but okay now I'm like I want more I want to have amazing girlfriends and good relationships mm-hmm. with working you know I want more you know tangible real less than superficial relationships from people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so how can I create more of that in that space and You know, so just really realizing just those things that I can do and get more because, you know, I set the bar here last year thinking that that was just like a big deal, not understanding that, you know, God has even more for me. And that's what I'm going after this year. More, more of that. I love it because you, you opened yourself up and God met you where your opening was, right? Yeah. I think a lot of the time we limit our mind around even what, how expansive he is. Right. And he says in his word, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. Like we will never understand. But yet once we are opening ourselves up to him, just being him and allowing him to do and trust in him, he really shows up and shows out for his daughters. And it's such a beautiful thing to witness when you're open to it though. 
Yeah. So I love that. And I love that that's how you take an inventory and that's how you come up with your word of the year. And I think it's something to be said about that because I don't think a lot, enough of us as just women, but especially black women, we're so um, raised and geared to go, go, go. We don't yeah. take enough time to slow down and speed up for that inventory to even take place. And I think it's very important. And I love that you're a runner because I think that's a big part of your running, right? Yeah. Like you can't run full speed the entire marathon. No. You have ebbs and flows. You got to make it work for you so that your endurance and your strength last. And life is a marathon. It is not a sprint. And I just said this with somebody else the other day, but you being a runner, I think you probably understand that better than a person who doesn't yeah, run. Yeah, and I, and I have a saying that I say all the time, you know, my, I wrote a book talking about my life and explaining my life, but I use mm -hmm. the, the, the pair, the pair, the parallel of a marathon, each chapter was like dedicated to like a mile marker of the race, but I was talking about different aspects of my life. And, um, you know, I always say, you know, a lot of people say, you know, life's not a sprint, it's a marathon, but I was like, really, it's a relay race. <laughs> you know? Girl, I like that. Okay. Break it down. Space. Because you're constantly in the space of like, you're either like on this straightaway where everything is going good and it's working good and you got a good stride and you're going, but then you hit a curve and you slow down, mm -mm, you know, mm. and, and, but then you don't really get caught up in the fact that you're hitting and you're in that curve and you slow down because there's another straightaway coming once you come out of that curve. And then oh. sometimes, sometimes you're passing the baton to someone else. And it's not about you. It's not about your, mm -hmm. the effort that you're putting in. You don't. You have no control on what's going to happen next. Somebody else has control, and you have to be open to that and wait there and stand still sometimes and wait till the baton comes back to you. So it's not really. Um, I tell you, so it's a, it's not. So that's why I see it more like you know, like this relay race because there are phases. There's a there are mm -hmm. ups and downs. There are transitions. You know, there's, and, and that's why my, it was so important for my book to be called The Finish Line Was Just to Start because we get so caught up mm. on trying to get to the finish. And when we get to the finish, we realize that there's a whole nother race to run. Yes, it's you so know, true. So it's, it's not, it's not even about the finish line. You know, the finish mm -hmm. line is really in merely the beginning of the next stage. And so we really have to realize that, that, you know, there really are no real finish lines. There it's just, it's a circle and there's a phase that we, and, and, you know, and the, the key is, is to learn how to get in stride with that, with that mm. cycle and understand the position that you are in and not just the position that you are in, but also the lane that you're running in, you mm -hmm. know, when if you see track stars, you know, they understand based on numbers the lane that they're in what that means of, of the amount of effort and threshold that they have to put into that stride based on the number of that lane so you have to like look at all of these different variables and have a greater understanding and realize that with your life you know and not you know and not just really focus on that that cycle of being and doing 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 and going and going and going trying to reach this goal because you're going to always be fulfilled when you think you meet the end and you realize it's not the end. Girl, that was a whole sermon again. My gosh. Okay. Hope rewind if you didn't catch that because that was gem dropping on a whole nother level. A relay. I like that because when you said that, it immediately made me think about relationships and how when you get married, 
you're now with someone else. So someone else is now supporting in a lead role in your own life versus you being the main person involved in all the decision-making in your own life. So that was immediately the first thought. And then just now when you were ending it, I thought about the parenthood aspect of it. Now you have these children to focus on. Like you're not in 100% control anymore. There are so many other variables. And I I, I really like that that you brought it to that perspective. And of course, it would take a marathon runner to bring it up that way. (laughs) I love that. Thank you very much. Because I really think it's important that we shift our perspective on how we view this thing called life. So often we are running with a target in mind. And especially when it comes to our careers, and you think you have goals, and then you start hitting them, and you're like, shoot, what do I do next? And I think a lot of people get stuck in like these midlife, quarter life crises because the goal that they thought would take longer to hit, they hit in less time, and they didn't think bigger for themselves. So exactly. now they're stuck, like, wait, what, what do I do now? And to your point, you got to have abundance, you got to expand it. And you got to open it up and be open to the possibilities. And I'll tell you so many times, I can count three times. And, in my and be life. okay with sometimes just being still and maybe. Yes. That's exactly what I was about to say. Three times in my life, I've been like, I don't know. And I was okay with it. And the way that God showed up was amazing. But it's only been three times. And I can say to your point as well, it's been over the last 10 years. Because over the last 10 years, I've had a release of trying to control my life and I've released different aspects of it. And in those still moments is when God has been like, all right, now I can deal with you. Because yeah. sometimes you'll go through stuff for him to sit you down. So he can yeah. be like, now you ready to listen? Let's go. Exactly. Exactly. I tell you, because a lot of times we start thinking like, okay, what did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You didn't mm-hmm. do anything wrong. But God knows that if he wouldn't have done this, there's no way he could have got what he needed to get across to you. Absolutely. Um, he knows his daughter. punishment or correction Mm-mm. or any of that. It's about, I'm trying to show you something else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. So in all of this conversation around your personal wellness, your um, word of the year, how has your wellness and this mindset of this relay actually impacted your business. As an entrepreneur, you have already touched on so many topics that I'm sure have been impactful for your business. Well, I tell you, well, my business was birthed through my wellness journey. So the wellness mm-hmm. journey, I'd say, so the wellness journey didn't impact my business. My business was defined by the, my wellness journey. Because the, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the business I tell people was, I mean, it was just me in a frustrated moment going, experiencing a health crisis. And I became the teacher that I needed for myself. Um, Not realizing that I would then become a teacher to others. Um, Mm -hmm. I was literally experiencing colon failure in my twenties. I was, um, I was in grad school. So I was like this person who, you know, my answer to everything was just do some research, read some books and figure it out when I couldn't get the answers because the doctors were able to tell me what was wrong, but the way my mind always processed is, okay, that's what's wrong, but how did I get here so mm-hmm. I can know the next time not to end up in the same situation? And they couldn't mm-hmm. answer that question for me. They couldn't tell me, they told me the what, but they couldn't tell me the why. And mm-hmm. that bothered me. And so what I did was I just started to research 
um, what the, the, the health issue and then um, pull in, you know, just different scholarly journal, journals and then just like doing those deep dives, realizing that there was this connection of the gut and then realizing that a lot of things about the gut was interrupted by the microbiome, then understanding not to get too scientific, the microbiome was matched, on, was matched up with these other things that was at the end of the day was chemically connected through food. And so, you know, I end up really studying the science of food to really help myself <laughs> and not really wow. think that, um, you know, what happened was in, in, in me helping myself, I literally, it, it was in my friend's eyebrow. My friend had an eyebrow studio. She did my eyebrows and, you know, and everybody knew that I was going through this. They watched me go through this journey of the doctors was like, well, we don't know what we can do. Just hope you don't die of toxicity because we don't have anything that's going to make your colon start working again. Let's just hope. Wow. And so that's kind of what I was left out of the hospital with. And people watched me go from that to being just this completely well skin looked different, hair looked different, body was looking different. Everything was just, I became this healthy being after, you know, the doctors hoping I just didn't die. Wow. And so then people start asking me questions like, you know, what did you do? What did you do? You know, and so I was sitting in the eyebrow studio and this girl was like, so um, she asked me about, I had, I just haven't had uh, my bag with my food in it because I was really cautious about what I was intaking. So I was taking food everywhere I went somewhere because I didn't want to eat out anywhere because I was being really particular at that time about what I was eating of course yeah um and so she was I was and I told her and she was like oh that's interesting blah 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 blah. she was like huh so you just walk around with like this you know this suitcase of food all day I was like yeah and she was like why and I told her and then she started talking about some issues she was going through and and I was talking her through it and just some things that I had figured out and blah, blah, blah. Then another lady overheard the conversation. And then she asked me a couple of questions and, and literally, and I was sitting in there just laughing and talking for about three hours. And then my friend was like, what you're not going to do is get free consultations in here. She was like, yes, friend. Yes. Like, you need a business. And so I was like, what? She was like, you know, you just sat here and gave away all this free consultation. People pay for that. And I was like, uh, what are you talking about, Willis? She was That's like, a good friend. <laughs> she was like, we're not leaving out of here until you create your business. And so she was like, what is it that out of all, you know, she had me, she walked through mentally like my experience and what I thought I was doing and how these different various components were helping me. And that's how I came up with synergy. Cause you know, it was like a synergy of things that I, it wasn't just the food. It was just, a, it was mm. an array that helped me at the time. Mm-hmm. And, and so, but I still didn't start a business. I was just like, whatever, you know, I had a good job. I was, you know, top of my game as a lobbyist for this nonprofit doing my thing. And I was like, eh, not interested. You know, I was just, you know, it's fun. It was something I enjoyed doing and it made me feel good. And, mm. um, and then um, the crazy part about it is that this lady had success and was telling a friend about it. And this friend just happened to work for an anchor at one of the local news stations. And so then this anchor called me. She's like, I want to do a story on your business. I was like, what? Girl. (laughs) And so I was just like, okay. She was like, yeah, you know, sounds like you've helped a few women. And I was like, yeah. She was like, yeah, let's talk about it. I want to do a 
a mini story, if you don't mind. I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. And so by the end of this interview, um, she was like, okay, this is going to air tonight. Um, let me know your website and all your information so we could also put it online for people to access. And I didn't have any of that. So because <laughs> I didn't have a business, I didn't even have a card to give this lady. So I literally, after leaving this taping, ran and went to GoDaddy and um, started my website. And that's hence why I have this long name, Synergy Total Holistic Health and Wellness, because I was trying to pick a name that nobody else had. Um, <laughs> so I can make sure I can have the domain, created a, a website page really quick before the 10 o'clock news aired. <laughs> wow. Um, and lo and behold, it aired. Then from there, it went from Aaron, then this lady called from the radio station. And, and literally, <laughs> uh, fast forward, uh, like a year later, um, I was operating in this business full time. Wow. Um, so I tell people my wellness journey was first and it was really about me helping myself and in me helping myself I realized just sharing my story mm -hmm. was helpful to other people um and um and so that journey has helped and the crazy part about it is that as my business developed my wellness journey also started taking different routes so I went I end up you know from there having to deal with paralysis in my leg which is why I'm a big runner now because I remember mm. I had to learn how to walk again because I was literally paralyzed from hip to foot on one side of my body and literally between I tell people people was like how did you get back I was like wow prayer meditation and food you know <laughs> and people I was wow. like, one day all of a sudden I had feeling and then one day I had movement again and then I you know took that to physical therapy to learn how to walk again and and food helped build those muscles and and then, so then I incorporated that side of that to my business. So I added, you know, Pilates because that the reformer was so crucial for my muscle development in that process. And, and then I added a chiropractor to the business because that was helping me with the spinal damage that I had from the fall that I took the, that created the paralysis and just really just adding these different components to the business as my health journey changed, because then like five, six years ago, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, which is why I now so focus so much on gut and, and how it's connected to, you can be eating all the healthy and right foods, but between stress and your gut, you know, it can mm -hmm, create mm -hmm. disease in the body. Yeah. And just helping people understand that and that there is such thing as too much of a good thing, because that's where I was. I was so gun whole and healthy and, and not realizing that in me doing too much of the good thing, like too much being too restrictive with my food and being too restrictive on over-exercising and all the things that I was stressing out my body. Um, and, um, you know, so that changed to me adding that piece to my business. So as my wellness journey with my personal self was developing so was the business. And so the business have always been a mirror reflection of whatever was going on in my personal life to me to offer to other people. That's really powerful because I don't think everyone can say that. Usually it's like you get this idea, you launch this business, but the fact that your business has now been able to been birthed out of your own wellness journey and then evolve as you were evolving 
and just life. It's not even your wellness. This was all a result of these things happening to you in life and you taking initiative and intentionality with it and developing it and learning and growing and now helping all these other people. That's an amazing story. Yeah, and I said, we not to get too churchy because I always looked at, like I said, my business for me has always been a ministry for me. And so- Get churchy, yes. Mm-hmm. I was like, she didn't get churchy. But I was like, the story of Ruth was always like, mm. what I always viewed as my business. Because, you know, Ruth went through all these things that mm-hmm. everything so horrible. But, you know, at the end of that parable, it's, you know, what if, you know, if you look at what Ruth and what went through Ruth, that was the beginning lineage, lineage which created Jesus. Girl, yes. Oh, I say, what if I had to have all these roof life experiences where people look at it as these horrible health conditions and issues and things that happen. So what if God is using me, Ruth, mm. to birth Christ, a blessing to other people? Mm, mm, mm. That's powerful. That is so powerful. And I love that you have someone like her as your thought of reference so that you don't get down on yourself in those times, but you're getting encouraged by knowing that there is someone else that also had a struggle and they overcame it. So you didn't get down on yourself at all. You overcame it and you're birthing these these many blessings and these many ways of helping other people. And that's, that's what God wants us and to I do. Tell he people, wants and us I to use to remind that. myself, like, it's not always peaches and cream and like, mm-hmm, oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you know, and it, you know, I have my, my moments where I'm just like, but why me God? And then I, then it's like, I slowly have to remind myself, you know, just like, what if what I'm going through right now? Cause we never know who's watching. And I've learned Mm-mm. like, there's people who have, watch my journey and watch me and 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 it really just hit me hard like maybe about four or five years ago when I never knew like me sharing my story and just certain because I've had you know so so many other opportunities to share pieces of my story uh, via tv and radio and um and and it was a lady that watched my story on the news as she laid in a hospital near death and um, end up running a marathon after being in a car accident that really broke every bone in her body from shoulders down. And wow. her, she said, all she knew is that if I ran a marathon, she could get up one day out of the hospital and run a marathon. And when wow. this lady literally told her story and tagged me, because I didn't know this lady, she tagged me on Facebook and was like, this woman is my reason why I'm running a marathon next month. Mm. And I was just like, you just never know. Like, and I, and I immediately had to contact her and was just like, you, you know, I have probably been a blessing to you, but you're, but you sharing that with me is now a blessing for me to help me Mm -hmm. move on forward and continue forward. Because, you know, there are times when I do get down and out and I'm like, but why me? Or business is not looking the way I think it should look. And I'm like, why me? And then I'm reminded, mm-hmm. that, you know, these, these stories. And, wow. That's beautiful. Yeah, and, and it becomes my source of, you know, my source of inspiration and encouragement. Absolutely. And that's so beautiful because to your point, you really never know. And I always say a lot of what we go through is not just for us. 
there are parts of our stories that are either someone else's, the person that is hurting us, that's a part of their journey as well. But there are sometimes you go through something just so that you can help someone else through it later on down the line. God's like, this person's going to encounter you and they need to hear your version of this so that they can feel how they need to get out of this situation or shift their mindset or grow through it or feel just like I'm not alone in this. Yeah. Sometimes that's all it takes is that, okay, you too? Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because life is, life be life then. Yeah. <laughs> life be life is so much. It have you out here feeling like you're alone, but it's not until you share your story that you find out that, wow, my story is not that different from this person's story, from this person's story. We all have a lot more in common than we actually give ourselves credit for. Yeah. So what, how, how has, not what, but how has your faith inspired your business? Because you sharing Ruth, you shared so much about how God has been using you. How does your faith inspire or push through in your business? What does that look like? You know, my business have inspired my faith. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Everything I ask you is the reverse. I love it. Yeah, so I tell you, it's so weird. So I'm realizing it now. That's why I'm laughing. (laughs) Because you know what? I didn't even know what faith was until I was tested through my business. And, and I think because my business have been so much of part of my personal life and my personal story that my business was very personal to me. So when I didn't feel like the successes wasn't coming the way it was, it was always a test of my faith. Um, mm. And because my business was also a reflection or that mirror of what was going on in my life, it also helped teach me faith. Um, and so my faith has have grown through the development of my business. And I and I think that's even another part of the reasons why God placed the business on my lap because he, he through this business, he showed me who he, who he is and how he shows up in my life. Mm, mm, okay. business. Um, because I don't think I would have been able to see it because a lot I mean a lot of times we get like we get cocky we think we're doing a lot of stuff on our own you know girl yes and I had that good job with that regular income with that insurance you know I'm thinking that's because of my hard work and what I'm doing but when 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 it's when the when it's flipped and it's you know your business um revenue is a direct you know reflection of what you're putting into it and your thought and not just from a work perspective, but just your energy and your spirit that you're putting into it and, and the, your mental that you're putting into it, you know, it, it, it teaches you, it teaches you a whole lot. And faith is, was a big part of me being taught because, you know, a lot of times, like I said, I thought because I went to school and I studied and I got the degrees and I worked hard that I was doing a lot of stuff. And so God removed that big eye because mm. um, that I didn't have anybody to teach me entrepreneurship. I didn't have family members who were business owners. And so I had to rely a lot on, you know, me trusting that a lot of times I was being guided in directions that he wanted me to go into. So, um, so yeah, so my bu- my business has helped me grow in faith because I've had to sit back many a moments and just say, okay, God, it's you, you go, you go for it. I can't, I can't do no more. I can't, I, I, this is all I got. Like, I, I ain't got no more to give. Like, I don't know where else to go, you know, you know, so show me. Mm. 
And he, you, you leaned on him. And again, he just keeps, when we give it back to him, right? When we remove yeah, ourselves. Especially when I grew up, I mean, I, I'm, I tell people, my, I, my mom, I was, I always had this running joke that I was like, my mom was like Jesus secretary. Like she was <laughs> National Baptist Convention and every like Usher board, the finance committee, like all of it. When my mom died, she had 25 ministers from all over the nation to eulogize her. Like my mom, so I grew up in a church. And so when you grow up in a church, you know, you learn basics that you, you know, you like, that's good, but mm-hmm. you take a lot for granted because yes, you don't really, you, you learn, but you don't understand. Yes, yes, yes. I and always tell people different. that growing up in a church, it's almost as if you, you take it so for granted that yeah. it's, um, it's so different than those who never met God. I feel like when they, if you've never known God, then you encounter him differently than someone who grew up in the church. Yeah. you really are sitting there like, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. You don't yeah, really okay. get an understanding. Mm-hmm. I didn't get an understanding until I wasn't in the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, I mean like physically in the church. But mm-hmm. when I became of the church, you know, it's different. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and it, and so I, I mean, cause I mean, I was, I learned all the books of the Bible forward and backwards, you know, you know, mm-hmm. you yeah. scriptures and, you know, just all that stuff, but none of that matters. If you don't mm-hmm. have school, um, I tell you, cause for me, it wasn't about religion. It's always been about relationship with God. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I gained relationship with God when I had my business. Mm. Yeah, that is something else. You gained it when you had your business. And I think so so many people are looking for for it, right? Looking for a relationship, looking for actually people are looking for religion, not realizing it's relationship. So you yeah. keep missing God in the process. I had religion. I mean, shit, I grew up with it. Yeah, yeah, I had it. Yeah, but, but you miss God in the process because you miss the yeah. relationship in the process of being so law abiding. And I'm using air quotes when I say that. Because so many people get caught up in these are the rules versus this is what I need to build a relationship. And as you get older, even the older people, you hear older people talk about their relationship and just talking with God. Like, what you been sitting and doing all day, grandmama? And she's like, just talking to God. And that's a real thing because it really is a relationship. Yeah. and, 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 And for me, I think it was also... Because I did grow up in, and I mean, just really Southern Baptist, strict with the rules and, you know, just all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, as I got older, I started to question a lot of the rules and because I was just like, so you mean to tell me, God, this, uh, you know, is all knowing, all being, all this, care about what skirt I wear to church? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was just like, all <laughs> I'm like, I don't understand. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. These things don't match. And so, <laughs> and so in that, you know, I, I walked away from the physical church and what I grew up in, but in that walking away and then starting my business and, and being of the church and really, you know, just being in a different setting than what I grew up in from a spiritual perspective, um, you know, I, I start to gain that relationship. Because the focus wasn't on the tangible things, it was really focused on spirit and less the physical. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. When I went to church, when I started going to this other church, they cared that I was in the building. Mm-hmm. You know, 
So yeah, so that those kind of things really, really help. And so and that and that's what I got when I really started that business, really, because I had to do a lot of, you know, I tell you, it's it's funny is when you don't have anywhere else to go, you find yourself in that space of like, okay, I guess I got you, God, and that's it. I guess you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, we, do, we go back to him. We always go back to him when we yeah, feel we don't it. have anything. Yeah, and so that's kind of where that where that happened. And and um, as I'm sitting, you know, and I like I said, my business is always a reflection of my life. I just I realized that that's kind of how I'm continuing that growth of that relationship with him, and in my faith. Wow. Okay. So to wrap this up what inspires you because you have given us so many gems but what inspires you you know honestly my clients um i think it's an amazing opportunity to be able to share in their journeys um i have this quote um i'm in the process of writing a devotional book right now so okay nice. um, yeah it's called rise and run but it has nothing to do with actual physical running it's about reconnecting and um, unifying with your new self. That's what RUN stands for. But Oh, I like that. But um, really, um, because I have this saying in this book that I have, and it's the nourishment of the body is food while the nourishment of the soul is feeding others. Mm, okay, wow. Um, and when I say feeding others, that's not actual, you know, physical food. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, our bodies are nourished when we're giving to ourselves. But when we ultimately are giving out to others, that's kind of where the soul is felt. And so I'm in, and I'm in, and for me, inspiration is find, found in that, and on that spiritual realm in my soul. And so when I get a chance to pour into others and witness them going through the journeys that I, and, and be able to empathize, cause like I've been there, I know how I feel because mm-hmm. your body was failing you and. And for them to get on the other side of that experience, um, for me, is a blessing. Um, and, it, and it inspires me every day to continue because then it shows me why I'm showing up every day doing the work that I'm doing. Absolutely. Wow. That's powerful. I love that. Okay. So you have a book out already. You're writing a book. Yes. What else do you have coming down the pipeline? And where can people connect with you? Because we definitely want to support your books and support your business. Well, I mean, the book is the, that the book, uh, well, people can always connect with me. Um, Crystal had not Instagram at Crystal had not. Um, I have a link in my bio that connects you to all the different things that from my book to my services, um, crystal had not.com kind of give you this full spam and realm of me, my running journey, my book, my business, as well as my professional life and, um, nonprofit, um, really looking to, um, my business hit the 10 year marker back in October. And so it's really for me now about, you know, taking the time to reconnect and renew and figure out, um, the business and me writing this, which is kind of where this daily devotional came up. Um, because it's, um, it's really a book for me to, as I'm reconnecting and renewing through journaling and meditation, trying to provide a space for others to do the same. Um, and, and so this daily devotional is kind of really important to me, um, um, be, to be able to offer people that space into one of the things that I use for myself as a tool for me to give back for other people to use as the same. 
Um, so that's kind of the big thing is this book. And um, and down the pipeline is my num- my own. I was like, I tell people, for the over 20 years, I've worked for everybody else's nonprofit, but I'm really in looking at also once this book is complete. So whether it's the end of this year or the beginning of next year, really kicking off my own nonprofit. Wow. Um, and it's uh, Growing Up Growing. Um, and uh, Growing Up Growing is re- a nonprofit where I will provide youth, kids, children, the opportunity to learn um, the art of growing their own foods. Um, because wow. what I've learned in being in a lot of these schools talking about nutrition, it's one thing to talk about nutrition, but when a kid don't know what cauliflower is because they ain't never seen it before because they never mm-hmm, because they, they didn't have access to nutritious food because we mm-hmm. have food deserts that exist even in major metropolitan cities like Houston, Texas. Um, you know, me providing a space where they can have access to growing their own foods and learning about those nutrition foods so they can have access to those foods. So it's providing access to foods in those communities, but also providing an economic development opportunity because they can even sell these foods once those those gardens are developed in those communities. They can actually sell those products out of the community to make money. So teaching them about those nutrition foods, but also providing them an opportunity to create economic development in that neighborhood. That's amazing. Wow. Okay. That is beyond amazing. Thank you so much, Crystal, for joining me today. Um, guys, I know y'all just, y'all didn't catch all them gems because I'm going to have to go back and listen to this because she was gem dropping. <laughs> me so. too. I don't really understand. I mean, because I flow, like I'm not mm-hmm. one of those people that need some, that have like written notes down and I, I like, I, because I don't think um, you can get the real version of me and I've been really intentional about people getting authentic so I have to go back absolutely yeah <laughs> okay see we all going back and listening so thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Wellfit Lab podcast and I want to encourage you please rewind grab your cup of tea your pen and your paper and catch all these gems that Crystal has dropped today make sure you check the show notes follow her on Instagram go to her website check out her resources grab her book We are so happy to have had Crystal on the show today and be in a position to support her and the work that she is doing. This is very important work for your mind, your soul, and your body. Until next time, thanks for tuning in.